morning, everyone. May God bless you. Thank you for listening in. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please let me know. We're going to continue on our subject, Hell is Not Eternal, Part 2. And with that said, we'll go right into it. All right, last time we were talking about the different uh, Greek words there and going through the scriptures that they were applied to, and we're going to continue on, only we're going to look at it. Before we were like looking at ion, and we're going to look at ionios. This is the Thayer definition. Without beginning and end, that which always has been and always will be, without beginning, without end, never to cease, everlasting. Now, can we, can we look at this, and then let's take it through the scriptures and see... Is this completely accurate, this this uh, definition from the Thayer's concordance? So let's look at this. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We understand that the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is speaking of the, uh, speaking of the, Millennial reign, it's a thousand years, so it lasts for a space of time. Let's continue on. Now, him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since eternity began. No, since the world, since the ages began. And these shall go away into everlasting punish punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Again, we have to look and see the context of these words. It's the same word is used, but it's talking about two different things. We have to let the Bible define what is eternal life and what is etern eternal punishment. Is it for a period of time? Is life for a period of time, or is life never ending? And Punishment is not eternal in the sense that it has no beginning and no ending. So, in what sense is it? So, examining verses about eternal hell. So, our English definition of eternal that Brother Branham gives us, gives us shows that hell itself cannot be an unceasing torment. Let's look at the scriptures regarding hell to show more clearly that hell is not indeed an eternal torment, but its purpose is to bring both physical and spiritual death, leading to annihilation of being. All right. So let's look at this. This is Mark 9, 43 through 44. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and, their, and the fire is not quenched. Okay, so here we have the worm won't die, and the fire won't die. But we're not talking about the person. We're talking about the worm and the fire. In other words, this verse is saying the worm and fire destroy until nothing is left. Isaiah 66, 24. This is taken from the, the verse where the worm doth not dieth not and the fire is not quenched that comes from the uh, 
verse in Isaiah 66, And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. So this is speaking about Jerusalem, and this is speaking about uh, the judgment that takes place at the end of the millennium and going into the millennium. And he's saying that it's going to be... Uh, uh, something that they'll be able to see and witness. So in other words, are we saying that there's going to be dead bodies laying around and the worms and the fire will eat them for all eternity? No, the worms and the fire are going to eat them until are, are going to destroy them, consume them till they don't exist anymore. And fear not, this is Matthew 10, 28, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. If, if to kill the body means to deprive the body of life, then hell would seem to be deprivation of both physical and spiritual life. That is an extinction of being. Brother Branham says in Questions and Answers on Hebrews, Part 1, in 1957, he'll die and he'll go into a lake of fire and brimstone which burns where burning is going on forever and ever, forever and forever, and maybe for a hundred million years his soul may be tormented in a lake of fire and brimstone. You say, will it just be like regular brimstone? I believe it'll be a million times worse than that. I believe you couldn't describe it by fire, by a literal fire. The only reason it's put by fire, that fire is the most consuming thing that we had. It absolutely consumes and destroys everything. Fire does. So that's an important point. Fire consumes everything so that it no longer exists so when you when jesus and the and the prophets use fire to describe hell it's trying to point out to us this consumes the person till they no longer exist now let's look at scriptures that speak about the punishment for sin first corinthians 1 18 for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but to us which are saved it is the power of god 2 Corinthians 2.15, For we are unto a God a sweet savor of Christ to them that are saved, and in them that perish. 2 Thessalonians 2.10, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For the wages of Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Matthew 7, 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. So if hell is eternal, then those who perish never perish, those who are destroyed are never destroyed, and those that die never die. It doesn't make any sense at all. All right, so Revelation 20, verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The first death, first death is a cessation of physical existence. The second death must therefore be a cessation of spiritual existence. As Jesus said, fear him that can destroy both body and soul in hell. And the devil, this is Revelation 20.10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. From ion to ion, properly in age. Ion is from age, from age to age. Now the beast is the Roman Empire. Can an empire 
be tormented without end? No, an empire is cast into the lake of fire and it's completely destroyed. It's the spirits, of course we understand it's the spirits behind that empire. Those spirits will be cast into the lake of fire and they will be tormented from age to age until the second death gets them when they're cons completely consumed. Malachi 4, For behold, the day shall come that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the, day, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. This is an important point. It's going to consume them till nothing is left. Questions and Answers, 1959. Brother Branham says this, I don't believe the Bible teaches an eternal burning hell. It doesn't. Because if hell is eternal, and people that go there will be punished eternally. The only way they could be eternally punished, they'd have to have eternal life. There's only one form of eternal life, and that's in God. See, so they have to come to annihilation. That is, their physical part becomes annihilated, and then their spiritual part becomes annihilated. That's completely consumed, and there's more no, to, no more to it. Neither root nor branch, the Bible calls it. They're completely done away with. Exodus 21, 23 through 25 and if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Is a crime committed in time, during time, for a space of time, worthy of eternal conscious punishment? God would be meeting out a punishment that was not in line with his own divine justice. There's going to come a time... In eternity, where all are united to Christ. So if there's people that are burning and suffering in hell, how can all be united to Christ? That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So there's we know there's people that go to hell. We know the devil goes to hell. And they all have to be annihilated completely for this to be true. Colossians 1.20, And have made peace through the blood of his cross by him to, be re to reconcile all things to himself. By him, I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven. 1 Corinthians 15.28, And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Ezekiel 18, verse 4, Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The soul that sins will die. The soul will die. The body dies, we understand, but the soul has to die also. Revelation twenty fourteen, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The lake of fire consumes them until their entire being is dead and they're no longer in existence. Looking at vocabulary, this is, uh, this is from John Stott, and David Ed Edwards, very important, that John Stott is a very important evangelical theologian from e England. He says, the vocabulary of destruction is often used in relation to the final state of perdition. The commonest Greek words are the verb ap apolumai, to destroy, and the noun apoloe destruction. Jesus himself told us not to be afraid of those who kill the body and cannot kill the soul. Rather, he continued, be afraid of the one God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28, James 4, 12. 
If to kill is to deprive the body of life, hell would seem to be the deprivation of both physical and spiritual life. That is an extinction of being. And so John Stott carries a very interesting view because it's very reflective of the view that Brother Branham taught us, which is that there is a genuine hell. There is a genuine place of suffering and torment. However, the person will eventually go out of existence, will be annihilated so that they're now extinct. So let's look at, bring a conclusion to this. Immortality is not the default of every human being. It's a gift given and revealed through Jesus Christ only. Hell is described using darkness, fire, destruction, perishing, death, all pictures of annihilation. People will be tormented, but fire destroys completely, not partially. Judgment is eternal. Fire is eternal, but conscious torment is not. Lastly, those who... Those cast into hell will eventually be annihilated because they do not possess eternal life, and God's judgment upon sin calls for death, physical and spiritual death. So that just brings us to a conclusion here. If you have any questions for me or feedback, please let me know. You can send me a private message or post right on this video. You can also send me a prayer request. We'd be glad to take that before the Lord. Thank you for listening in, and may the Lord richly bless you.